think I'm, I think Joe, I think Joe lost the eardrum, y'all. That was really fucking loud. I, 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 I will admit that that was definitely loud. I think because I'm super used to loud ass music that, <laughs> yeah, that was loud as shit. <laughs> so for context, we record, we're recording, hi muggles, sob, and the intro comes on and it slaps. It's pretty hard. Shout out to Nonsense with that. And yeah, that shit just made Joe and I go deaf. Demo Joe, everybody. Glad to be back. Demo Joe. He's here. Indiana Joe. <laughs> Yo, true story. I met Mama and Papa Joe. He did. That was great. Yo, that was. We had a really fun conversation. I enjoyed that so much. There are some good people. They are. And when they invite you to come over, they're serious. They're still asking me about when Tyler's coming over. They invited him three years ago, and they're still chasing him down. So when they say, come on by, Yo, they're serious. Oh, I'm, a, I'm definitely, I, shit, I'm with it. I am with <laughs> that. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, man, was t- today is Tuesday, July 24th. Damn, time, that whole time is relative thing is fucking pretty crazy. It is. This year's flying by. It does feel like it's moving faster than previous years. Maybe we're just getting old. You, that's definitely true. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there are things that I would normally always do or like I could pull off. And when I attempt those things now, I consciously am like, nah, I can't do this shit. Like, this is just not. Quick tangent before we get into the real meat of this one. But when was the first time you felt old? Shit, I was like 16. <laughs> like, what, what came up? What made I'm you trying feel to think. Old? Okay, the first time I felt old. Hmm. Are we saying like physically? It could be physically. It could be culturally, technology, whatever. It was. Uh, okay, physically, I can honestly say I was maybe like 23 or 24. And this is not old by any stretch. And I remember playing basketball. And in high school... My brother, my two best friend and I, we would always, we would constantly play basketball. It was nonstop. Like, every day, every weekend, like, that was just it. And we played a couple pickup games, and maybe, like, into the second one, like, the true definition of couple, I, like, looked around, and I had realized, like, I am fucking tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God damn. And, I mean, I was in great condition Ran track, I exercised, and like everything. It was just like this thing where I saw this younger gentleman. He was probably like 17. It's like, it's not that gigantic of a gap. And I'm like, yo, if we switch places, like I would be just boundless energy right now. And that was like the first time when I like thought hearing people like, oh, it ain't the same when you hit like 25 and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh shit, this is, this is real talk. And I got a lot of injuries. I was a daredevil. I was always pushing the limit. So <laughs> physically, I would say like that was that moment, just like, oh fuck, I'm fucking tired right now. Like this shit is horrible. <laughs> I don't. I need a guard. I need help. Oh, How about for you? Oh, for me, I think it was one of my my nieces or nephews' uh, friends. They were over or whatever at my sister's house and. We were talking about computers. I forgot how it came up, and I mentioned like a computer mouse. And again, I completely forget the context, but they looked at me like a mouse. What, what are you talking about? They looked at me like I was crazy. You know, the kid was like 10 or 12. What the fuck is a mouse? They're like, you're insane. There's no mouse here. What, what does it have to do with a computer? You know, and I realized, oh, this kid grew up being able to use an iPad or an iPhone when they were like three or four. Yeah. You know, when we were growing up, we had to get to the computer lab, mm-hmm. learn how to type, learn how to use a mouse, learn You're how to like the typing class 95. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get on Windows 95, it takes forever. You need to know a password. Now you just grab somebody's phone and you tap Slide away. the unlock or use your face. Yeah, it's completely intuitive. Um, you, man, I feel like it should be like a rite of passage. In order to use technology, you have to like use Windows Vista. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> like, Windows Vista! <laughs> Windows Vista drove me to become a Mac person. It was that bad. I used to be full on XP all the time. Anyway, we're getting to another that tangent was, here. Oh, that shit was whack. Oh, Vista was so bad. So lame. XP was the best. I missed those days. The, that shit was rock solid, it boy. Was. 
man, I used to love just seeing people get viruses on the computer, just watch them click some shit, like, oh, it's done. <laughs> this computer will never be the same. And when people used XP long after Microsoft had given up on it, there's still versions of it running. Yeah, it's like, like a really commonly used uh, I saw OS something of like the DOJ still has some shit that's like on <laughs> no. XP and like floppy disk. No. I'm like, yo. <laughs> I mean, I would love to know the security reason for that shit. Oh, like, that's sad. Fam, it take like 30 minutes to power that bitch on. <laughs> <laughs> there are kids who, another moment where I felt old, somebody had like a shit ton of email on their phone. You know, you have like the little notification badge. Oh, yeah. And it was like 6,000 emails. jeez. Oh, and I had made the comment, it's like, at this point, you might as well just delete everything. Because you've clearly, like, not given a fuck. <laughs> so just delete it all and start fresh. And then they had got, like, ten new emails. And I was just like, you've got mail. And they looked at me like, and I was like, wait, they don't get it. Like, they what? And they're like, huh? Like, yo, you never got the AOL disc with, like, 30 oh, minutes of right. uh, internet? noise to dial in. <laughs> Like, that shit was horrible. It sounded like a mad scientist every time I got on the internet, you know? Like, what's his name? Uh, Krieger, Kriegel from uh, Archer? Like, oh, he was doing some shit. I love that show. Archer that, is, well, at least it went off the deep end recently. Yeah, the, the like, whole, when Archer was in the coma in the latest season when he's yeah. on, like, Danger Island or whatever uh, yeah. it's called. I haven't even watched it. The last season was already weird enough for me. Yeah, I was like, I'm not really feeling that or whatnot. <laughs> but damn, yeah, we old. I'm We're only 30. Oh, really? I'm 30. Oh, I have no excuse. I can't really call myself old when I'm 26. Yeah, so man. You've but got like, some years on me. But now shit just seems, the way stuff just moves now, it feels like every day that I'm like, fuck, I'm behind. Like, yeah, I know. It just is, And then there's a big-ass game of whack-a-mole now, it seems like. <laughs> we'll probably have to change your careers two or three times in our lifetime at this point to keep up. No, nah, we're good. We go ride this out. We go the podcast could get big. We're gonna do a TV show. Uh I know I'm gonna definitely get into some movies. Uh I'm taking my first big check. I'm throwing seventy percent of it in like a Vanguard mutual fund. Oh, that's good. That's smart. The I'm only, glad you're doing that. The other thirty I'm just gonna do some shit with. That's fine. If seventy percent is going to a Vanguard fund, that's I'm that's always good torn enough. between like seventy thirty and like sixty forty. Yeah, seventy thirty. Because I know it's like some shit that I'm just gonna like, like, ooh, I just gotta buy it. Like, I just gotta <laughs> blow this off. But yeah, I'm, yeah. So we gonna ride this off. Content is king, Joe. Content is king. It is, and we're we're gonna be talking about climate change today. Okay. So, how many of y'all believe climate change is real? I hope anyone that heard this was like, yeah, it is. Well, yeah, we're not going to be debating whether or not it's real. So We both agree, right, on this one. Yes. I don't think you're a, a climate change denier, are you, Cam? Oh, Any surprises you've got for me? Yo. <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't even, like, get rant this early. Because I don't understand how you can't literally look outside and just like see the fucking changes from like year to year or decade to decade or think back when you were 15 and how the weather was then and your current age and be like oh this shit is massively different mm-hmm. or how every report is like the hottest day on record it's like what the fuck is winter time how's it the hottest day on record like well you've noticed how we don't call it uh, global warming anymore right because when whenever you you named it that it would snow in April, and every conservative <laughs> in the United States would be like, oh, this isn't global warming. You actually had, a, I think it was two years ago, a U.S. senator go onto the Senate floor yeah. with a snowball, and he threw it onto the floor, right? And it was snowing in D.C. I think it was in, like, on. April or May. It was some unusual time for it to snow. And he walked in, he slams it on the floor, and he says, how on earth is global warming real? Look at the snow, right? <sighs> People only think about today. They don't think about tomorrow. Well, you can barely get them to think about tomorrow. They're not going to think about next week. They're certainly not going to think 20 or 30 years from now when this is going to be a catastrophic problem. Okay, okay. That right there, that's the thing that fucking gets me every single time. Yes, it might not be 1,000 degrees every day. We might not have to fucking wear NASA spacesuits to go to the grocery store right now. If you have children, and this is how I phrase it to folks who just 
are climate change deniers, because I love talking to all kind of ridiculous muggles. <laughs> if you have children or grandchildren, why in the fuck would you not want to preemptively fix something so it wouldn't affect them? That is my only thing with anyone that has like anything. We're like, well, it's not really that hot or like <laughs> we're, we're not too affected by it. I keep constantly thinking, like, okay, as a parent, my job is to set my child up for success. Perfect. Why the hell would I not recycle more? Why would I not be for these initiatives that, one, even if you're like pro-America or whatever it might be, this is why I think people aren't really selfish or stupid or just very ignorant because – I think from like a selfish perspective, if I want to be like America, America first, I'm going to want green jobs. I'm going to want our tech to become amazing. And I'm going to want us to invest in these things that clearly are where jobs are moving to, where the biggest growth is happening, at least like the last like random report I've seen. Like, why would I not want that mm -hmm. if... I want, one, my country to be the strongest. I want us to be the, the superpower, the beacon of light and whatnot for the world. And I want my children and those that come after me to have a better life. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that? And that's the thing that makes me say, fuck them. Like, it's over for y'all. Like, it's, it's a wrap. Oh, I disagree. I don't, I don't say fuck them. I want to figure out how do we convince them that this is real. Because you're talking about rural voters. What? Because they clearly don't give a shit. And a lot of them, you know, are attached to the farming industry, and they're the first ones who are going to feel it. They're already noticing it. Yes. And that's so what drives what? me nuts is they can see it in their crops. They can see it in the way they're growing their crops. <clears throat> clearly, there's a problem here. Um, and the thing about climate change as a threat to human civilization is it's, it's kind of a boring way to, for us to die, right? It's slow. It's not going to be like a disaster movie like 2012 where like there's Wait. massive tsunamis coming <laughs> all at once that are like, you know, collapsing the Statue of Liberty or like the day after tomorrow or any movie with the rock in it. Like there's no one moment where everyone's like, oh God, this is, this is it, right? It's slow day by day, decade by decade. Uh, and we're already seeing, obviously, the impacts now. You look at uh, last year in the United States with Hurricane um, Harvey and yeah. others. So that's the thing. Like, that that's the thing for my argument to go, fuck it. Fuck you. Because you keep, like, how many exa more examples do does one need before you're like, yeah, this is a thing? Or, yeah, like, this is bad. And... There's this, what's that like common statement? Like, oh, they're voting against their like own interests or whatnot. Yeah, people do that all the time. I used to under, I used to think that statement was okay. I've now come to the conclusion that it's not the best statement to use because I think people might not really even know what their own interests are, or they might not be. I don't, I don't want to call people like stupid, but like. <laughs> For like lack of a better word, like articulate enough to understand how it will impact them. A different perspective might be more uh, yeah. diplomatic. But then it's like, <laughs> okay, they get, speaking of farmers in particular, like specifically, those are the folks who see it the most like in real time damn near. And still they like vote against shit that's going to more than likely help them. Yep, <laughs> And it's like, that's why I'm like, fuck it. You don't get to get on the boat. You clearly don't think the boat is necessary. Cool. Go figure out another way to float then. I think we have to figure out how to make these folks understand the problem because they live in places where their vote matters more than our vote. I think that's the core issue here is our votes mm -hmm. as California voters. Uh, on the presidential level, on the federal level in general, in any capacity, basically not nearly as impactful as someone in, say, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. So you got to figure out a way to communicate this to folks. Otherwise, what do you Trump's going to win again. You're going to have more folks like Trump, and this problem's going to get worse. First of all, if Trump not gone by the time I'm, I, I got to figure out a date, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not sure... I, I'm either going to Canada or I'm going to some little ass island where oh. I could just like 
fish and just live off that because it's going to be hard out here for me. And maybe I'm going to eat my words later in 2020, but my view on this is Trump's going to be hard to beat. It's not going to be easy. You know, it's not the cakewalk that a lot of folks think it's going to be. He's not going to get impeached before then. You so don't you, think so? You, no, I don't think so. You don't think Mueller go pull out that like, bow, gotcha, bitch? No, no, I don't think he is. Um, it's going to be, you know, like a pew. <laughs> and there's going to be no gotcha, bitch. Um, just a pew. It's going to be a really weak sounding, you, you know. You think so? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the slam dunk. Everyone's I don't drooling think it, for see, it. This is the thing. I don't think it's going to be a slam dunk. What I think it's going to be is a seven-game series. <laughs> And he's holding, I, I don't know, I, there's something about the, like, methodical nature that, like, seems to kind of ooze from him or, like, how you don't really see much from him, you don't hear much from him. Like, the stuff that does get released is very, very particular and precise. Yep. I feel like he's aware of how bad shit crazy this is. The thing that gives me any slice of hope is that he's not a, like, Republican party first type person or anything like that. He seems very much like he has a code. He has he's something. truly country first. Yeah, he's like, like Trump Yo, claims to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like my job is to protect the country, yep. to do what's right for the country. That's actually America first. Right yeah, there. like <laughs> that, and that's the only reason I have like any type of hope. But I do say like if it does not happen, I completely agree with you that the dude would be hard as fuck to beat. Yeah, hard as fuck to beat. And that's why you have to, over time, you can't ignore these rural voters. Um, as much as it might be tempting to say, fuck them, they're all rednecks. Um, See, you know, I mean, that's, like, it's not like, fuck them, they're all rednecks. It's more like, fuck it, we've done. Like, what, what else do you tell them? What else do you show them? Like, that, that's my thing, is that none of this is based off logic. And I don't necessarily know how to win in the sense of like someone running or anything, how do we win when it's not based off of logic? It's not based off of the shit that you actually see in front of you, which is the thing that scares me the most. Like this stuff is right in front of you. Like how do you, what, what message can you give them? I think there's, I had a couple of ideas that came to mind just give now. Give me one. And a lot of them revolve around the notion of like, you, you, People at the end of the day, especially the folks we're talking about here, they don't care about green on trees. They care about green in their wallets, right? Like at the end of the day, if you want to connect with these kind of mm -hmm. voters, you got to connect being environmentally friendly to being, you know, frugal, making money, that kind of stuff. You can't like be the, the liberal hippie voter in a Prius, right? You're but none of that off. shit is American to them. At least from what I understand, they feel is American. And frugal? You're telling, you telling some farmers... Look, guys. And they want to make money. You got you to gotta tie it to the green in their wallet. And for me, the main argument is threefold. Like, you can follow the military's approach. The military recognizes the true national security risk of global Yeah, war. I love, uh, was it all the branches of government? Like, or the armed forces were like, yo, this shit is a huge national security yeah. risk? They, all, they know it. And the reason why they know it is mainly because there's a lot of very important military bases in Virginia and along the Atlantic yep. coast. If they flood, um, you're wiping out a good chunk of our naval operations that are completely paralyzed if a hurricane hits in the right place. Yeah, and the people who would be given relief and protection exactly. or whatnot. <laughs> and you could have a foreign adversary take advantage of a catastrophic hurricane on mm -hmm. uh, time, any sort of attack at that moment. There's a whole host of things that can go terribly wrong. And that's just domestic. We're not even talking about other wars being triggered because of lack of water and all that. Uh, but the way they've been getting away with communicating it is they call it coastal flooding, right, or coastal mm -hmm. erosion, right? Uh, there's these these buzzwords they're utilizing to basically get funding from Congress to fix these issues and pour more money into levies and other kind of resources they need to reinforce these military bases. And Congress will say, oh, yeah, the general says they need money. Let's give it to them, right? No one wants to look un-American and say no to a five-star general. You need five those greenbacks. Uh, but it's because they're not using climate change as the buzzword, right? So if you want to communicate yeah. these issues in conservative districts, in many ways you need to just completely remove the term climate change because conservatives have done such a great job making it a cultural issue. This is the thing that I give any... So now, like, conservative, Republican, like, that, the, the terminology is so... It's all over the place. ...fucking weird. I just call them all evil. 
But yeah, I'm just fucking with y'all. But most of you motherfuckers are evil. I'm just like, not all, but most. <laughs> and they do an excellent job of beating you to whatever they want their messaging to yes, be. Yes, they are they so good at that. They will beat you just fucking dumb until that's all you know. And yeah, I'm, I, like, do I want, I don't want people to like, keep continually getting fucked over and just being in debt and things like that. That's why I find it hard to, uh, what plan do you give them that helps them see? Cause people are going to have to change their, the way their lives work. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just the fact. So that's the thing is like, how, what can you, what option can you give them that would somehow at least get them to start seeing things a different way? That's the that's my big thing with like just going like fuck it <laughs> like there's been so many things done and we're just not fighting a battle that's about this isn't like a weird like you're right I'm wrong this is like yo this is humanity mm-hmm. and then this is the country like I'm just thinking of like the way climate change it was it, it affects everything and it's going to continue to the internet like sea levels rise and shit and like underwater undersea cables and stuff that connect the internet from like continent to continent and whatnot like that shit will be disrupted like so many things would be messed up and it's just it's very very confusing to me how the dots seem to like not get connected for like a very specific group of people. Well, that's why you got to meet them where they're at, right? Like my immediate gut inclination is how do I tie climate change to being pro-military and pro-religion, right? And spine oh, yeah, immediately leading, <laughs> immediately leading with look at this general, <laughs> look yeah, what he says. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Um, that, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Damn, that's really smart. That's uh, really good. Immediately trying to tie it to national security, America, wave the flags, have the jets fly by, you know, all the the usual stuff. And the other thing with religion that I find really fascinating is I forget the name of the scientist, but there's a there's a woman um, who oh, what's her name? I'm totally blanking on this. But mm-hmm. her whole spiel is tying climate change literally directly to passages in the Bible and saying, Jesus said this. This is what it is. And Jesus is saying that you need to treat the earth with respect and not pour poisonous chemicals I fuck in with the water. That. I um, fuck with that hardcore. And that's kind of common sense, right? Like, it defies, I mean, it is, it but... defies common sense to be like, oh, it's snowing today and yet climate change is a thing. But if you say, look... Do you really want poisonous chemicals being dumped <laughs> in your river and you see all the dead fish? Oh, no one's going to say, yeah, sign me up. I right? mean, they might. They're um, like, look at Flint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or regardless of what people's beliefs on climate change are, pouring a bunch of toxic chemicals into the air and breathing it in is not good. <laughs> yeah, you got what, like, um, what's that? The fucking, like, L.A. or California in, like, the 70s and 80s. How was you, like, fucking horrible yeah. everything just was I mean, smog warnings smog, and shit like that exactly so and i'm glad climate change we call it climate change we've distanced ourselves from the global warming kind of moniker because again that just opened up the argument to an assault by oh yeah. it snowed today well let's ignore global the last 30 years tough. of of temperature increases because it snowed one fucking Thursday. But um, it, and the thing is that like the term global warming still does stick it's because still shit sti- is still it's, getting it's hotter. Still true, <laughs> but it opens you up to like the lizard brain side of, of, yeah. of an argument, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that really basic instinctual, like I want. That was good. I, I like that lizard uh, brain. So how do I make something that's pretty complicated, uh, really simple, right? Um, and, and again, that's why I'm tying it to as much as I can if I'm dealing with someone in a conservative area, military, mm-hmm. religion, that's how I make the argument. And the, the, fuck. the tough thing is that with the religion thing, well, no, with most of these damn things, this shit is when it's convenient. Oh. Like, religion come up, oh, abortion, no, you can't kill babies. Like, what, what the fuck? But y'all okay with guns and all these other motherfuckers <laughs> being shot? Like, time out. Like, my man, I need you to help me understand this. And I just think this is the age of misinformation. Yes. The age of misinformation. And I also, I keep wanting to call it like the golden era of marketing. 
<laughs> like, I believe really the is. United States of America, its greatest export for the last, say, since the 80s, is marketing. Tech sector, whatever, fuck all that. Marketing. All the, look at the fucking stock market. This shit is, like, people talk about cryptocurrency, like, oh, it's nothing, it's vaporware. Like, the fucking stock market is a popularity contest. Like, huh? Marketing. Like, I did, I could, I'm definitely, like, simplifying and the hell out of it. But to me, so much of everything that's been created from a cultural aspect, just to everything, is fucking brilliant marketing. Be it, like, directly someone thinking about how to market it and get it in front of the eyes that need to see it to the shit that just comes up from social media and that just goes, quote-unquote, viral and stuff like that. It's just, like, brilliantly marketed. And... That's what I see, like, the last few decades as. It's just, like, the golden era of marketing. And to get people to fucking... I'm like, yo, we only have one planet. Elon, you semi-cool. We ain't going to fucking Mars anytime soon. <laughs> like, we just, just, just shut your ass up. As much as I would love for NASA to train me and let me go out there, because I would, I would be in heaven out there. Like, cool, I ain't got to hear nobody's shit. I can just be in Mars, doing my own thing, kicking it with the aliens. Like, what's up, y'all? And <laughs> But it's not going to happen. So I'm like, okay, if that's not going to happen, why well, fucking probably most of us alive right now are alive. So how about we fucking take care of the one we got right now, guys? Like, just, just, a, just a little suggestion, just saying. Well, and your point on you know, the era of popularity, like every party comes to an end. You're right. The stock market is many times a popularity contest, but you can't run away from the numbers. That's both applicable on the market and mm -hmm. it's applicable when it comes to climate change. You That's can't my thing. Run away from the data. And we're in an era now where if you're an expert, you're distrusted, right? Immediately. If you're a scientist in a lab coat, everything you say is going to be discredited. It's mad weird how the people who have the most knowledge are for some weird fucking reason not trusted or believed. But this is just human nature. We've gone through these cycles over and over again throughout human history. Uh, when my folks were in town, we went to um, went to a museum nearby. It was the Tar Pits Museum, actually. Oh, Brad Tar Pits. Really yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, but what was fascinating was uh, going there into another museum. One of the things on display was an old encyclopedia from the the seventeenth or sixteenth century. And it was an encyclopedia that basically made an argument that uh, religion was a philosophy and that um, here are the things that are factually accurate. Mm -hmm. And the folks who wrote it were uh, heavily persecuted. They were, yeah, 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 they sure, were yeah. I mean, it's, it's like 1739 when they write this shit, right? And you're saying God isn't real. He's a philosophy. Like even today you'd get yeah, torn apart. Burn and that was fascinating to have that realization that like, whoa. 300 years plus from that period and essentially we're still in that same mindset about science like regardless um, of and that's the thing to me is like science to me is proving that something's real and just along the way or true and along the way you disprove a bunch of shit and i'm sure there's like because the traditional view of what a scientist is or looks like or talks and whatnot is very heavily shifted towards one way quote-unquote nerd geek or socially awkward like that those those stereotypes come yeah. about but like that's why i love people like bill nye's science guy i'm like look at motherfuckers like oh yeah he's so accessible like to this the is general the, one of the coolest like i want to hang out with homie yep and that that's what i think we need like neil degrasse tyson yes. like those are the two that like pop up the most because they're like the most famous but it's like you i feel like those those figures are needed because I've pretty much, if you're over the age of like 35, 40, I've almost given up on you. <laughs> like, but they always vote. You can't give up on a man. <laughs> so that, like, that's the thing. <laughs> this is how I see it. I see it as, I just see this as the great waiting game. Uh, that's what I'm calling we it. We don't have time. <laughs> like, I feel like we, like, I got to let all the old fuckers just, y'all go do your thing, croak. Wish y'all the best. Hope y'all get to heaven and whatnot. It's a few of y'all. Nah, you on your own. And then, bow. Cool. Because I look at, like, a generation after us. They get it. Like, they fucking get it. Like, 
the social awareness, the emotional intelligence. Yeah, motherfuckers eating Tide Pods. Like, you go have a few of them. Like, they're just going to come with it. Like, Tide Pods thing. Oh, people God. used to snort and sniff glue. <laughs> so, like, all right, we go. It's going to be a few. But with that, it does give me much, much more hope because the, the, the level of empathy is there. And to me, that's the key. The level of empathy for understanding, like, this is all we fucking have, guys. And that's the thing that, that I struggle with with a lot of the older generations. It's just this thing of, like, oh, y'all got this sense of entitlement. Like, yo, you're our parents. <laughs> like, where do you think this comes from, huh? Like, when I hear, like, the participation award, like, you're the parents that made the fucking participation award. Climate change. You're the ones who said Exxon, go do what the fuck you want to do. Like, that's that's why I, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm not like completely like fuck y'all, but I am very very close to that because I just see it as a thing to where it's this losing battle to where yeah some of the, a lot of those votes matter. Just what other way can be done to help you see? the behavior and the impact in which your decisions are having on yourself, on your own mm. well-being, on your family's well-being. That, to me, is the thing that I want to figure out because if I figure that out or someone helps me figure like, man, we can go on tour right now, and I will be everywhere. Like, yo, we need this is what y'all need to learn. This is what y'all need to see because I, I do think it's worth it. I do think as much as I get annoyed by people like that, I think it's worth it because I don't want to see anyone struggle. And that's the thing that is hard for me to understand. Like, a lot of these farmers and whatnot, they're struggling. They're dealing with something that, like, they might not understand, but they still keep taking these routes that are, like, shooting themselves in the foot. And it's like, fuck. (laughs) Like, what else can I do for you? I mean, uh, one thing you have to be careful about, though, is every generation goes through this cycle, right, of complaining about the previous one, like, we can say this now, but we need to make sure where you and I are still saying the same thing when we're seventy years old. Otherwise, we're gonna oh yeah, just, we're going to be the old grumpy ones. See, that's why this, we're not careful. This is public and post. Exactly, it's going to be <laughs> reminding us forty years from today. Hey, you know what? We got to stick by what we said because it's easy to act this way now when I'm twenty six and you're thirty. It's entirely different when you know you're you're seventy and. I'm sure, like, Twitter won't be a thing. I don't know what it'll be. It'll be, like, in our brains or something. <laughs> so I just need somebody to just, like, add me, like, hey, remember you said this shit? Yeah, and I think because all this will be public, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure historians in the future will view <laughs> the Internet as the birth of, like, real history where everything was recorded from someone's crazy night out to what decree was signed by somebody. Like, it's all yeah. going to be there in a way that was never accessible before. It's going to be fascinating. But my other point, though, is... What makes uh, Bill and I, you're talking about empathy and understanding. Those are the two terms that came up a lot in what you just said. And what I think what makes Bill and I and others very effective at communicating science in a way that is easily understood is because they have that empathy and because they meet people where they are. And that's the way you have to consistently communicate anything related to science, whether it's climate change, whatever it is, you have to follow that model because Mm -hmm. we are living in an era where having facts on your side is actually a liability. And makes you That's easy political prey. That is scary as shit. Having facts, having empathy, operating with a moral compass, they are all political liabilities right now. True. Which is terrible. Um, and it means that everyone's going to be jumping ship to abandon science and abandon their moral compass because it's going to be politically easier. And you need folks to mm. hold the fucking line. And it's one thing for Obama to hold that line. But you know what? He's not elected anymore. He you can say what? whatever the hell he wants. Um, I love you, Obama. I love that man. I kiss that man on the forehead. But I'm like, I'm fam. I just need fam to just either go kick it, go just chill with his lovely wife, or it, it's hard for me when he like pops up. I know. I'm just like, no, go away. You're causing more problems and because he he's such a cultural icon, and that is wep- that's been weaponized. Yeah, and then I know like I'm like, yo, big old fam. You know when you say some shit, this mark ass bitch Trump, he goes start tweeting. So what did what the fuck Obama do? I'm I'm doing exactly. this now. So it's a thing to where I wish that he would be able to, or 
I wanted the like the like civil organizer Obama. Give me that. Give me that Obama. <laughs> Where he out on the streets like, bow, I'm organizing you motherfuckers now. Like this we about to get it. And I think that Obama, that's the one that would get shit moving. You're not gonna see that one though. I know he's too that rich one's, now. That one's gone. He's too rich. Like <laughs> And I ain't saying hey, money isn't a bad thing. No, it's not a bad <laughs> thing, but that should change you. You like, it does fam, change you. I got this. He got that Netflix bag. He the first black president. That's true. The Netflix deal was pretty freaking lucrative. He get that Netflix bag. It's a wrap. <laughs> and like, his speaking fees. Come on. He's cashing in. He gave up. He gave up. His speaking fees better not be anything less than a million dollars. Oh, they're they're up there. I mean, I forget the deal that he signed. If the uh, president, like, if Barack, was some Clinton level money right there. You like that? Like that? <laughs> should, yeah, it should be like double that. Like, fam, like you got you got to give me like equity in your company to come speak. That's what, like I'll be on that. Like, but that's the thing. I feel like we need another transformational once in a lifetime not even like generate like once in a fucking lifetime person to come around i disagree with that that's not how you actually change history that's how we write history but no, this, i think it needs to be this I mean, that's myth what I think. of one person who saves the day it's so oh no awful. they're not going to save the day they're going to be the one okay this is how i think of it using obama as an example there was so much groundwork laid by others for him to be able to get to where he's he is. True. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of groundwork done by others who history won't probably hear much about or anything. And there's going to come that one that just ties it all together. That puts mm. that bow on it. That I think that's like a better way of phrasing it. Cuz I also don't I don't agree that it's like this is one person. Cuz it's like just one person just they just don't do it. No matter like who you look at, where you look at in history, be it good or bad, the folks that you remember, they had that number two who I like I got like a saying where to myself was like, I just want a business partner that's okay being Paul Allen. Where it's like, <laughs> Yeah, Bill Gates is one of the wealthiest men in the world and whatnot. Paul Allen still got like thirty billion dollars or however much he has. Like I don't think that's bad, <laughs> like, but it's like a very American thing, or maybe not even American, but like this competition to be like, oh, you're number two, like, motherfucker, give me thirty billion dollars and I will be number two all day, like, what the fuck, like, how's that bad? That's how I see it. Like, it needs to be. There's going to be someone that's going to take. Look at the kids, like the Parkland um, shooting survivors, like the work that they've done and like their like tours and stuff that they've gone through and just the awareness they've built on like gun rights. I think there's going to come a group of people who do this extra amazing legwork and they're just going to become someone that's perfectly marketable to just go boom. But will that person be able to tackle something as challenging is climate change because the big problem here right in fixing this issue and i i firmly believe it's the most threatening thing facing our, our species hell yeah um i agree with you on that but the problem is again using my action movie analogy you can't have the rock bust through and solve the fucking problem in one action scene solving climate change isn't some climactic massive battle right it's no, boring yeah you're making changes today, and you're not going to see an impact for years and decades. Right? I don't know. Okay, so you you wouldn't see it the years and decades. I agree. I agree on some things because just thinking of like solar energy and like wind power, things like that. I'm like, you can start seeing a pretty tangible like okay, like grids aren't nearly as fucking um, sporadic and unpredictable as they've been in the past. I think that I don't think that person's going to be the one that's going to be like, boom, this is what it is, motherfuckers. We got it together. I think that person is just going to be able to just articulate it in a manner in which, because of their charisma, that'll make it like just stick. I, I, I think that's what it is. I think, you know, like kind of like when your parents tell you something, you're like, uh huh. And then like your best friend tells you, you're like, yeah, man, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it just comes from a different road and the way it's presented to you is just presented in a much more like digestible manner that's what i think that person does because that's all i thought like that's all i really felt like obama was i felt like he was a dude that 
had to be the coolest of the cool to embody like what happened. He he needed to be the one who had to go on the quote unquote America apology tour. Like, but he knew how, he had that natural ability, that innate quality to be able to do those things to where it didn't come across as like ass kissing or anything like that. And when he needed to be a hawk, I'm like, yo, Obama had he some motherfuckers got killed under Obama's time. He was out there like, send the drones, bitches, like, let's go. So that's what I think with climate change, what it's gonna take, it's gonna take it's this massive amount of legwork that people are already doing. I think when you start getting more of the economic incentives incentives to do it, and you start seeing how solar companies are getting bigger, there's more green tech jobs, the training becomes more accessible. I think that's a huge key. When people are able to get retrained and given those yes. opportunities, I think that's when it'll be like, okay, we are moving and we're moving quick. And then there's going to be someone or maybe a group of people in whatever party. I don't fucking care as long as it's just morally cool and just what's the greater good. And then I think that's that extra person that just kind of like pushes it over. I would still disagree. I think centralized power is a weakness when you're trying to solve 21st century problems. And but is it central? Oh, I would, I would argue with Obama. It was very much so. Obama became a massive target, and his legacy is almost gone already, and it's been, what, oh, two oh, years? Yeah. Well, like, Obama, I, I definitely agree, but I, that's just race. <laughs> like, and even with Trump, I mean, we're looking at the federal government right now. Trump will be a centralized figure for one-term presidency or two-term two presidency. That, yeah. And then a Democrat's going to get elected, and because our government swings back and forth, they're going to just tarnish Which Trump's legacy. Which is the fucking worst you, thing. That's honestly that's the thing I'm afraid of the most. Well, this then, massive pendulum swift to like the super far left, and, and then the and, right. It'll yeah, go back mm -hmm. and forth. We're in an era of polarization. So, in my opinion, and this might sound a little conservative, but fuck the federal government. If you want to solve climate change, we're getting to a point where you got to home in on city government leaders yep. and state leaders. Oh, no, I don't think that's conservative. I think that's just like I actually think there's smart. A, there's like a form of like there's a new localism, I think, is the term being coined lately of, of homing in. On, <laughs> what the fuck? New localism? Yeah, right. <laughs> you heard it first from me, I guess. Oh, it was a book I'm reading right now. I forget, oh, I forget who wrote. Sorry, I'm a nerd. If that's it wasn't amazing. already apparent. But you know, you're you're seeing this shift from centralized governance all the way. You're you're starting to see it go back to the old city state model from way back when, under you know Athens or you know Sparta and whatnot, right? I know it sounds crazy, but think but, about yeah. where you're seeing the most radical, yeah. like common sense changes right now in the United we'll States. See. It's from your mayor. It's not from yeah. your congress member. Especially He's fucking you look at California. crazy. California, They're already New York. nuts. Yeah, mm -hmm. and California in particular, uh, L.A. holds so much economic power. New York City holds yeah. so much economic power. Chicago, I can go on and on. And they're the ones who can't just shut down the local city government. You can't get away with just shutting yeah. down the government over some stupid policy issue. And this is why, I, okay, this just hit me. I think mayors would be, would be great presidents. They would be. Only yes. because they got to see the fucking people who shit that, like, yeah. decisions they make. And you got to get that, like, well, you did this and blah, blah, blah. So, okay, working thought. What if you say the Democratic Party, they just took the old Tea Party model? Like, I felt like the Tea Party, what they did effective was, like, they got control of city, state governments. And then it was like, boom, we got all that online. So it doesn't fucking matter what you do at the federal level unless it's some, like, wide sweeping change. And then it just, this is why, this is my greatest example as to why trickle down doesn't fucking work. No, it doesn't. Right there. They, like, worked extremely hard to, like, build their base with city, state, like, officials and they loaded it. They loaded every state up that they could with their squad, and then boom. And then now look at them. They fucking run every branch of government. Yeah, and it was beautiful. Stole some Supreme Court <laughs> seats so while they were great. at it. Uh, they organized, and they rightfully won those elections, um, in my opinion. I mean, our first chat together, I kind of joked, Russian bots don't vote. Like they no, may, they don't. They may or not. They probably influence some folks, but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. It's not like Putin held a gun to a bunch of Wisconsin voters <laughs> at the fucking polling station. They like, walked in and they voted for Trump. Because uh, <laughs> of great fucking marketing. Um, so, you know, 
I love how we all like to blame Russia for things, but we are responsible for what happened. I Russia say, made, yes. definitely played a part. The only thing Russia did was we tapped voted. into what motherfuckers were already believing. Amen. Exactly. And That's wanted to say, but they were being some punk ass marks and they didn't say it. And then oh. Trump came out and said, fuck that. I'm doing what I want. I'm saying what I want. Look it. So what if I went bankrupt nine million times? I'm still a businessman. I got the art of the deal. <laughs> Woohoo! America first. Let's make America great oh, again. God. And that shit worked. At no it point did. in time did I ever believe that that dude wasn't going to win. So my recap, I guess, is if I want to win over rural voters, I'm going to tie everything to the military and religion when it comes to climate change. And I'm going to rely on localized government. I mean, that is yeah. a core tenet of the Tea Party movement of any conservative mm-hmm. is to distrust centralized federal leadership and turn to your local leaders to make the changes that are needed. And that's why you've got Republicans right now in Miami yeah. who are screaming about climate change because they see it they coming. They see that shit And you constantly. can't be partisan when your entire city is going to be submerged in a couple of decades. Yeah, and, like, you got to fucking get, like, the craziest water removal tools to, like, just have roads be accessible. And Miami can be saved if we make the right investments now. And that's probably the biggest challenge about climate change is to a certain degree we're already fucked and already doomed ourselves to yeah. a little bit. It's like, how, like well, how bad do we ago. want it to be? <laughs> you know, um, it's kind of like we're already screwed to a certain extent. That's hitting us. And we've got yeah. this unique period where if we make changes now – we basically decrease how much fucked we are. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not a great yeah. answer. It's not inspiring, but it's the truth. It kind of, it just, to me, it feels like, like getting like a salvage car. It's like, did it have like water damage? Or like, <laughs> was the frame messed up in the accident? <laughs> like, okay, like how, how salvaged <laughs> is this? Like, exactly. did you have to weld it back together? Yes. And that's just the thing. It just, I, I, I have hope. But I only have hope because of the almighty dollar. Because yeah. people, shit, I think it was Goldman Sachs had, like, had made a statement about climate. Like, yo, this shit go hurt the pockets. Like, and I think when that happens, when you start having these companies go like, yo, this ain't good. This is bad. You, like, what was it? Um, I think it was, like, San Francisco and a couple other, like, cities were suing, like, Exxon and a couple other yep. oil companies. And oil companies came out like, yeah, climate change is real, like, but you can't blame us for it. Like, y'all use the oil, too. And that was also, like, fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I said go for the green in people's pockets and not the green on trees, right? Dude, like it, you, yes. And that's my final thing is military, religion, and capitalism. You have to tie climate change to capitalism. I know it's fashionable these days to talk about how evil capitalism is and yada, yada, yada. I mean, that I still believe in it. Up. I still firmly believe in it. And if you want to save the world, tie it to making money. And you make it a lot easier for yourself. I think it will be easier if you tie it to money. I also think I don't think necessarily like capitalism is evil. I just think the way it's implemented and it's wielded. People are evil. And no matter what system you put them in, folks are going to be evil. So how do you find a way to take think, that and funnel it into the greatest I won't good? say people are evil. I will say people will do evil shit for money. <laughs> like, but I mean, under any system, they do that stuff. That's just how it is. Like, it's human yeah, nature. Yeah, there, there's going to be some. There's going to be some jokers out there who just want to see some shit burn. <laughs> but I think for the most part, like, okay, this is my thing. I think people are born in the middle. And I think some days you do some fucked up shit. And some days you don't do some fucked up shit. You do some cool Fair shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I think when you take away a lot of the pain points that people are experiencing, which I could like easily be fixed, I'm sure. When you take those away, we would see a lot less of the evilness that we see. So if we tie it all to, yo, ethics and just being a good person and being rewarded for that as opposed to like, quote unquote, competition and crushing the other guy. Yep. It's like the pie is big enough for us, and for this, everyone. And this is what drives me nuts. Right, is conservatives should have had such a massive opportunity to come in and provide a real solution to climate change. My whole discussion here tying it to religion, military, and capitalism. And yet, McCain was the last real Republican to come out with a endorsement of climate change yeah, and a proposed solution. And that was in 08. Because of the carbon tax. 
And he tried to push it, and he lost the election, and then they went nuts, and they, they went far right after that. I say that happened because he didn't. But no, not him. Because they didn't really give a fuck. The whole Tea Party, oh, make government smaller, make government smaller. But then you look at all the shit that's being done. It's like this. What the fuck? This but ain't even, smaller. Even the emphasis on focusing on cities—that is a return to localism. That is really yeah. embracing federalism, which they should all be about. Like everything we've talked about here, you would for, think so. For both of us, is actually kind of a conservative solution. You would think so to the problem of climate change. That this is why I'm I my I'm back on my fucking boat because it's just like yo, this shit is in your best interest. And that's <laughs> like, that, that I think is how you solve climate change is you need the Republican Party to solve it. I don't think the Democrats are going to be able to push it through. It's too they be cultural. They punks. It's too cultural, and you're going to have a bunch of far left hippies who want to you know make. Make everything socialism to solve it. That's my personal opinion. And then it's not going to happen. You think it'll be like they want to make everything socialism, or is it that they take too much input? Um, no, I think it's the socialism part. Of, you've got a bunch of like college professors right now. I wrote an op, uh, I read an op-ed piece, I should say, in uh, the New York Times, and it was from a college professor at Notre Dame talking about how she felt guilty for having a child because they were going to just die from global warming anyway. And I was like, shut Damn. up, shut up. You are, you are doing Yo, that's so much harm shit. to the cause right now. Like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Yo, you know, shit. it was just so annoying. Like, those are not the people who are going to solve this problem. I mean, like, I okay. Just, it, it pissed me off because it was, it was liberals falling into this trap. Like falling I, on the sword. I'm just like, no, I don't want to hear your, your, your guilt bullshit. Like, get out. I mean, okay. All right. <laughs> Damn. You got I'll me, send it to you after this. It, you got me in, real conflicted now. It's intense. Because on one hand, I kind of understand it. Because I'm like, yo, you got to be selfish as fuck to have a kid today. Like, this shit is wild in these streets. But then I also get like, oh, yeah, you having a family and stuff like that. Damn. Damn, you got me right there. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Because, okay, this is what it is. I, I think writing an op-ed in the failing New York Times. No, nah, New York Times. I'm just fucking with y'all. That's doing pretty well, um, actually. Yeah. I, the I stock. Love the, look at the stock value. I love New Can't York argue. Times. I love what they're doing. Truth, baby. I just oh, need yeah. them to stop doing all these like, little they're bullshit. Biased, biased against facts. You know? Which is also <laughs> stupid. I need news slash just media companies to just be okay accepting fucking bias. Like, we all bias. Anyhow. I don't want you. I, I will agree. I don't want the like, oh, God, I got a kid. This is horrible. I'm like, I want you to write like, yo, climate change is real, and this is how we go solve this shit. Exactly. Like, I want those types of, I want the story that's like, climate change is real. I had a kid, and I got to double down on exactly. making this shit work. Yes. That's what annoyed me about that tone, and I'm concerned about folks taking that tone on the far left of like, oh, well, any sort of, of flying a plane, owning a car, living your <laughs> life. It all kills the planet. Well, you know what? I stepped on a worm on the way to work, and I'm not shooting myself in the head. You murderer. Right? Like, relax, you know? I killed and a couple ants. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I legitimately didn't mean to step on it. I, kinda, yeah. I felt a little guilty, but it's a worm, right? But my point is, any problem can be solved as long as society has faith in science. And that's why my whole thing has been on talking in this entire podcast today about how do we restore the average person's faith in facts. That's the critical element. That is the engine that powers human progress. The moment that goes off the rails. They got to start from the ground up. We are fucked. But we got to keep the train on the rails. And you look throughout history, and there's so many, so many examples of people thinking we were doomed, and then science saved the day. Go back to the 60s, and there was the population bomb. This notion that we were going to yeah, go above yeah. 3 billion people, and, like, and we were all going to starve to death. Guess what saved us? Science Science invented ways to make farming more effective. If you mm -hmm. go back a couple, uh, about 200 years ago, you had legitimate experts discussing what was going to happen in New York City when it got too big and you had too many horses, horses yeah. pooping. And they were legitimately talking about shit covering <laughs> streets and people drowning in shit. This is actually a legitimate problem being discussed in the New York Times Yo, in the 1800s. Imagine if that was the problem we had to deal with today. And you know what came along? The car. Right. Like consistent examples of people writing that bullshit esque New York Times op ed about how my kid's going to die from global warming and we fucking solved it. You know what? If you think we're doomed as a species. Fine. But I'm leaving you behind because I'm focused on solving the problem. See, that's what I'm saying. So fuck the farmers who don't believe. But I'm this saying shit. it's not the farmers. I'm actually saying it's that damn, you know, professor from uh, Notre Dame I talking about. Yeah, it's different you. in my opinion. Fuck. 
<laughs> I think you need the farmers. You need because they vote and they 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 are optimistic. And it, there's just certain wings of both extremes. I am. We need to go to Indiana to Idaho. What the? F- I don't know what the fuck is in Idaho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Montana, New Mexico, land of enchantment. We go out there and we go talk to the people and. Your boy V and Demo Joe, we go go there and we go find out. We go be like, yo, tell us what will help you motherfuckers get y'all shit in order. Let us know what we can do to highlight these peoples, be it conservative and or liberal. I, both of those titles are fucking stupid as shit, especially today. I can dig it. Any any political movement that's going to solve global warming, climate change, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And also at the same time, get some kind of majority in this country is going to have to figure out a way to get urban and rural voters to vote together on a single issue. I think if you go like city or whatnot, like major metropolitan, the 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 general idea is like this shit's real. <laughs> we got to do something. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the other areas that they just need. We just need some real people to go out there yeah, and just, just holler at the people. Just talk to them. They need a little pushing and. Look, I get worried when I see the Democratic Party essentially starting to shift to catering only to Democratic voters in urban areas. Yeah. And then I see the Republicans shifting to only supporting folks in r- rural areas. Once we set you up got that, the split. Yeah, that, that city split. versus rural, that's where it's going to get messy because y- you need... Shirts versus blouses. Yeah, it's a cultural. Politics and science becomes cultural. And the moment they become cultural is the moment you, you lose the ability to build the broad coalitions you need to govern. See, this is why Joe and I are around, people. We out here just hitting y'all with this good stuff. And drinking wine at the same time. Yeah, this wine is actually it's really good. I got to say, good what choice, the, Cam. This, this, this I shit. got my shit on sale from Ralph's last time. I, don't, I actually this, this doesn't taste like it was on sale. It, it wasn't, but it was also like a BevMo, like, yo, oh, okay. I need like a, a wine thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not bad. I feel like that's exactly what I said to it's him. It's not bad. From Napa Valley. <laughs> Holla at us. Hey, thank you for listening, everybody. It's your boy V. We got Demo Joe. This is great. I love it. Straight from Indiana. Shout out to Mama and Papa Joe. Oh, it was great yeah, having yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. with you. That was awesome. Man, that was so cool. Man, you're fair. you don't even deserve them. They're <laughs> I'm so pretty amazing. Lucky. I'm pretty lucky. Oh, man, they're some good-ass people. They, I'm going to definitely get out there, go chill in the log cabin. Yeah, if you want to talk to the one voter who lives in a log cabin and works in a steel mill who doesn't love Trump, that's my dad. It's that's kinda, some amazing shit. It's pretty rare. That's some amazing <laughs> shit. We got to cryogenically freeze him. It's like, <laughs> no, we can't let this go. Just pump him out. It's like, like <laughs> we need more clones. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine how that's how we fill the ballot box. Because Trump can't argue against a guy who lives in a fucking log home and works at a steel mill. Nope. I mean, that's, that's tough. He doesn't drive a Prius. He drives a fucking truck like a real American. Get at us. He's tough to, to, to hammer. You can't, Man, you can't do what anything. What kind of truck? Uh, I think it's an F-150. Oh, that real American uh, Ford, real steel. It's either a Ford or a Chevy Silverado. That's the either, only two options e- you got. I mean, it's, e- it's a Chevy or it's a Ford. It That's ain't a- no Toyota bullshit. So <laughs> hey, man, Toyota's even, amazing. I know it is, but you can't you can't get them. None of the cultural shit works against my dad. That, I, hey, I, I he's immune it. to that. He's it's like, beautiful. nah. Uh-uh. It's, com- it's amazing. He said, I am for the assembly line. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do this. Yay. Hey, look it. Hopefully y'all learned some stuff. Y'all laughed. Y'all giggled. If y'all disagreed, cool. That's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really care too much, but uh, yeah. No, uh, yeah, get at me. Holla at your boy. Young wizard. Holla at your, your mans. I, I, I'm going to stop saying boy. I ain't no damn boy. They used to say that to my ancestors. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> it's your boy V. Lord V didn't come out today. We got a weird, like, Hope Bruce Banner relationship. I was able to keep Lord V at bay. <laughs> we be wilding out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I hope y'all having a great day, evening, night, morning, weekend, holiday, wherever you at. I hope it's picturesque. Take a selfie. I don't know why. We'll just take one. All right, we out of here, y'all. Swerve.